Warning, the Dub Top podcast may contain language that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's always the possibility that spoilers could occur for certain anime series, so be very careful while listening in case there might be a series you have not finished yet. And finally, if you have not seen Your Lie in April, and if you are very interested in seeing it, just make sure you do the following. Have plenty of boxes of tissues, have a lot of crying ice cream, and be prepared for the feels train that does not have brakes. Enjoy! The moment I laid eyes on him, my old life just flew away. Oh, kid again? We only just got this window fixed! Every window I take out is another notch on the old... Thanks for Keiko! I'll get you later, guys! How many's that? She's three and count. You're 14 years old! There's no sparkle in your eye! What the hell? It feels like... I'm at the bottom of a dark sea. Hit everything I've got. And the people who hear it, they'll never forget me. Part of me will echo in their hearts. Forever. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of music lovers, I mean, anime lovers, get together and discuss their thoughts on an English dub announcement or review the dub of a series that was recently released on DVD and Blu-ray. I'm Stephanie, and tonight I am joined, as always, by Megan. <laughs> oh, God. I need an adult! You need tissues is what you need. Uh, also joining us tonight, you may know him from his YouTube series, First Frames, as well as a variety of other things, including the host of the ever-wonderful Sub-Talk episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have no clue. Fresh from his prison cell. I know you. I walked with you once. Oh, oh come on! Whoa, whoa! God damn it! I know you. I wanted you. We are okay. off to a great start. It's gonna be hell, but we're gonna love it anyway. Oh, god damn it. Anyway. Right. Why are we so sad, Lilac? I don't even okay. know. I just came in here really because sad. Because you had to watch the dramatical murder OVA. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. That didn't make me cry. I was... I, well, it was yeah. the first time you saw it. I've got... I've kind of developed a symbiotic relationship with that. I actually quite enjoy it now. Not the rest of the show, though. The rest of Sim- well, Act Lover was terrible. Anyway. Today, instead of putting ourselves through the torment like we kind of did with speeding up medical murder, um, we're going to be crying. We're instead we're going to be crying our eyes out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The feels train is going to be chugging along today because we will be covering the English dub of Your Lie in April, our first Aniplex series actually for this podcast. As always, we're going to be covering the casting with our predictions, opinions on casting, and impressions on. Well, I got through at least seven episodes. I don't know how far you guys got. <laughs> thirteen. I got to fourteen. Yeah, thirteen. I hate 14. you. So, it, but then, I hate you. I think we got a pretty good idea about how good or bad this dub is. We will find out at the end of this podcast. So, yeah, we're gonna be giving variety of impressions based on what we've seen of the dub. Um, and if you're not familiar with your line, April, <laughs> get out! Get out! It's simply, Legitimately it's simply, leave. 
Hey, can I tell the story? Can I just give a quick synopsis about what's going on? Yes, go okay. ahead. Okay, Your Lie in April is a really heartbreaking series about this wonderful piano player and she has a son and she wants him to be the best piano player ever and it's so sad ever. because although she tries so hard to make him a good piano player he is just not a very good student and so she has to beat him senseless in order to get him to be a good piano player and it's so sad because no one understands her and it's so sad. At least that's how things start before the series actually starts. Um, basically, the story um, is about Kosei Arima, um, he, who was known as this piano prodigy. Um, but there was a point in his life where it just where it just kind of went a He kind of got he kind of hit this roadblock. I guess you could, you can kind of call it that. Um, you could say that his life is in a perpetual state of rest. If you're a music fan. Mm, yes. Um, and he kind of goes about his life for a while, um, and goes through middle school and everything, until he meets, um, Kaori, uh, Miyazono, um, who is a violin player, and she, she kind of helps bring, essentially, color back into his world and breathe life back into this world that has been kind of dead to him for a while. She's tempestuous and capricious. I can't read her, but... Um, and the story kind of goes from there, and it's a lot of feels and a lot of... Um, a lot of... I don't want to call it angst, but there's a lot of development because these are middle school students. So these are adolescents going through different emotions and hormones and different um, <laughs> things in their life and changes, you know? Um, but it also gets really, really sad. All, like, a lot. Like, like I, I, I think I basically, from maybe just before the halfway point on through to the end, I think I cried during every episode. That's how much this is a feels train. With classical music. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be having classical music. Very good classical music. So, it yeah, we're going to be covering the dub for this very, very wonderful series, um, and we're going to get this concert started with the ADR director and scriptwriter. Um, this is the only thing, um, no predictions were made on this. Because um, we got told. <laughs> we were yep. spoiled on this one about, yep. when was it? Sometime last year, wasn't it? It, what yes. ended up happening, what ended up happening was, um, during Anime Expo last year. Um, when Aniplex announced that the year that year line April was being dubbed, they also announced the director of the dub. Um, we later find out that this individual is also being the scriptwriter as well, and this individual is the ever wonderful Patrick Seitz, who is the director and scriptwriter of the show and was announced back at Anime Expo last year. Um, if you do not know who Patrick Seitz is, you probably know him much more for his voice acting work, um, such as for things such as like um, Frankie from One Piece, uh, Grimmer from Monster, Dio. a variety of other things. Dio from Germany JoJo. from Italia. Yep, but um, in terms of scripting and directing work, he has written scripts for uh, Aesthetica of a Rogue Hero, Dead Man Wonderland. Uh, let's see, Maria the Virgin Freezing, Witch. Freezing, Fu uh, Future Diary. I'm not going to say that script writing credit yet because I'm going to be recording that episode in like two days. Maria! Um, Maria the Virgin Witch, <laughs> yes. Uh, Helsing Ultimate, well he did script editing for it. 
He also wrote some script for Hitalia, uh, King of Thorn, Monster, uh, well, Monster he directed, actually, and Screen Adaptation, never mind. Uh, yeah, no, he guy's been around for a long time, and he jumps studios, too. He goes back and forth between L.A. and Texas. Yep. In terms of directing, you can also hear directing work uh, from Patrick Seitz uh, for shows such as Monster, again, uh, Durara, uh, Show, uh, Girl, no, Girls Bravo, he's the director for, he's also director for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, um, Kamichu, uh, what else? Monster. I just mentioned Monster like five times. Can you? It's tell worth my mentioning show? multiple times because that's a damn yeah. good show. And he's also the director for uh, Tales of Fantasia, uh, which is an OVA series. Um, so, in terms of the directing and the script writing work, how do we feel? Um, guy got complimented by the actual Japanese director of the show. So, you done good, no, sir. sir. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. Um. When Megan and I were at Anime Boston, we went to the July and April launch party um, that they had. And because July and April was a big thing that Aniplex was pushing for the weekend. Because they had they had Patrick Seitz there. They also had the voice actors for Kosei, um, Kaori, as well as Seto, Kosei's um, mentor. But they also had, the for Japanese guests, they had the director as well as the character designer. Uh, so, and they got to do, like, a Q&A and everything. And I got to ask a question. You lu you lucky bums. Yeah, so if if the Japanese director compliments you on your work, you done good. <laughs> you done good. You done did good, son. Good job. Take a round of applause. Yeah, the, the script is, the script has been phenomenal so far. The direction has been amazing. I know. Get that man the finest cigar in the city. Yes. I mean, there was even, um, I know Megan has mentioned this to me a couple times. Um, oh, yeah! There's this one line in the beginning of the, in, like, towards the beginning or middle of the first episode. Um, can I do, can I say it? Because I found it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So there's this line in the first episode, and it's, if you've seen the show, and I'll say the line in the Japanese and the English, it's when, um... Subaki comes in and hits this poor abused kid with a baseball because this show has some sick fascination about beating the shit out of ghosts. Which I love. Um, oh god. <laughs> um, so she's like, "What the hell?" She's like, "What you doing?" And he's like, "I'm transcribing music. I'm basically doing this as if I'm channeling like my inner Lauren Moore." Um, and she puts the thing in her ear and she hits. She's like, "Yeah, yeah. What do you listen to?" And she goes. And the Japanese is like, oh my god, this is that new song by, I think, like, the Bazillions. It's playing on all of the ads right now. In the English, which this is the <laughs> best line in the show, and you will all fight me to it. Yes. For the end of time, she puts it in her ear, and because it goes, oh my god, this is that new song by Goose House. Because, because in the show, it plays the opening Hikaru Nara, which is sung by Goose House. So what's on your playlist, Hermit? Uh, no way! This is that new song from Goose House. It's in that new commercial they're playing all the time. Whoa, excited much? And I was like, clever girl, Patrick. Like, no, <laughs> clever, clever. Clever, clever girl. Didn't even know that they didn't actually say it was Goose House in the original Japanese. Yeah, yeah no, I had forgotten about it's that. Goose House. It's another band. That's how much I pay. That you pay very and close attention. Attention to oh. like, it's not that I pay close attention to the sh like the writing of a show. It's just like, wait a second. Have you ever seen? Okay, everyone here has seen the Avengers, right? Yes. Yeah. Remember Multiple when times. when um Tony calls Cap something flying monkeys? And Cap's like, I got that reference. That's basically me. 
nice. Alright, I'm going to change your profile picture oh. to Captain America pointing his finger to yours. I got that reference. Oh god. <laughs> no, I have best profile picture. Actually, I don't even know who that is. Who? who it's like TV forms. It's Takumi from Fire Emblem Fates. And when we get to a certain actor, we're going to talk about my love of that game. Oh, God. What, what are these video games that you speak of? That's video a games. good question. <laughs> video games aren't musical shows that make me cry. No. Oh, okay. wait, no, no. Shows about what, music are like the ones that fuck people up the most. If you think about it, Kids on the Slope fucked up a lot of people. Beck fucked up a lot of people. Um, <laughs> for better There's or for a... worse, Chaos and Love Live fucked up a couple people. Music just happens to bring out the emotions in just about everybody. Okay, what am I kidding? I fucking bawled like a bitch to part of Love Live. Hey? That that's a cast Back for another day. Point. Yeah, um, I I believe the consensus is Patrick cites you done good. You done very good. It, it's a very well consistent show. Like sometimes a lot of shows will take a first couple of episodes to kind of find their footing, figure out what their characters' motivations are, how to strike that balance of comedy and drama. This one's pretty good straight out of the gate. Maybe it takes like maybe yeah. a one episode, a couple of couple of wanky lines there. And I think a big problem is that is like you said, this show has a six fascination of hitting Kosei in the head. And that stays throughout the whole show, but they take about one episode where they don't quite nail those wild takes, those cartoony slapstick moments. By about episode three, they've gotten it down to where it's not awkward to listen to anymore. It's a curse that nothing can break. Well, Moping's not gonna fix it! <laughs> Beethoven held a stick against the piano with his teeth so he could feel the music, you big quitter! It's not like your fingers fell off or something! And if they did? Then I'd expect you to hit the keys with your what, like Mozart? Again, going back to Monster, the second I had heard um, the announcement from Anime Expo that Patrick Seitz was going to be the director, I knew the show was in good hands, because I thought the Monster dub was phenomenal. Albeit, it's a long show, obviously the show itself has its problems and its restrictions, but I knew Your Lion April was going to be in good hands by giving it to Patrick for directing and scripting. Because like, Monster and Your Lion April are like two peas in a pod. Both of them absolutely. <laughs> in that absolutely. children make you cry. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so, so, move on, shall we? <laughs> moving on. Um, let's see. Who do we have? I think we were going to cover eight characters. Most of them are going to be in pairs. Um, the main four we're going to leave separately uh, from each other. So the first two, we have Hiroko Seto, who is Kosei's mentor, ben, and oh, we wait, also. Well, no, she is. She, she's uh, she's like a surrogate mother figure, and she also does I help him get back on his feet about the halfway point. Like, favorite not main character. Is that okay. because she comes into the room and asks, Can I borrow your piano so I can sing a hate song about my husband? Hubby is a dummy. So watch your ass, honey, or I'ma kick you out. Hiroko, did you and your husband get in another fight? That was so funny! <laughs> Oh, god damn it. Anyway, so Hiroko Seto, Kosei's mentor, and we're going to talk about Kosei's mother, Saki Arima. There's the bitch. So, do we have any predictions for these individuals? I know I... I think I mixed some mine up. I don't remember. I do. Uh, I think I accidentally mixed some of mine up. I had one for Kosei's mom, and I had two for Seto, but I got one of my Seto predictions right, but my 
person for Kosei's mom and Seto were actually the same person, the one I got wrong. Well, what are they? Um, so for Hidako, um, mind you, my knowledge of LA voice actors is terrible. Yes, that's something we should press this first, is that yeah, all of our Dub Talk episodes have been Funimation or Sentai dubs, all people who are in the Houston, Texas area. This is the first time we've covered a dub for something that's exclusively for LA actors. I'm a little yeah. more familiar because I I do happen to enjoy the dubs for Kill la Kill and uh, Seven Deadly Sins, so I'm a little bit more familiar, and both of those shows were 24 episodes and had quite large casts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have watched more Kill a Kill, except it's not streaming the dub anywhere, and I don't own cable. Yeah, same. Um, but, um, yeah, so most of my predictions, aside from general knowledge of shows that people have been in, I actually had to look up clips of some voice actors to hear what they sound like, to get an idea. Um, in the case of Hideko Seto, I had Kate Higgins and Karen Strassman. Uh, as for Mamasaki Arima, I put Laura Post. See, what has Laura been? You, you, I'm sorry, did you have someone who Laura had played before? I do, and it'll explain can... why I picked her to play um, Saki. Okay. Which is this, probably the same reason I Reason why. So, I'll explain before I let you get to your predictions, Noah. Because my, okay. my picks that were wrong for both Seto and Saki, because I figured she could go in both positions, because I've seen her in stuff, is Laura and Post. And the reason I picked her for Saki is because she kind of plays inf- anime's most infamous terrible mother. She's Ragio in Kill la Kill. Oh. That's why I picked her to bitch. be Saki. But I had I actually got Seto right, so I'm not saying who my other one was. Okay, alright. Alright, for Seto then for myself, because I, I did get one of these kind of right, but I'll say that at the end. For Seto, I was thinking... And again, I'm going off of the two dubs for LA shows that I've seen, and that would be Durarara and Lagrange, the Flower of Rene. I picked for Seto, I said Wendy Lee, because I know she works really well in LA, and when it comes to nice but with an attitude, I gotta go instantly to the original Faye Valentine herself. And then for. Right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and then for Saki, um, <laughs> uh, this was. While I was watching Dura Ra Ra and her voice happened to be on my mind, I really like Selty and her voice actor and having that, pr- oh, that brassness no. of Carrie Walgreen. Carrie oh, Walgreen. Oh, Carrie. Oh, Carrie, no. Wal- yeah. yeah, I know. And I know that she's playing a nice, sweet girl in Fairly, o- Fairly Odd Parents right now, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, I said, I know this woman can pull off child beating domestic abuser mother. We learned she was freaking, do it last night. She was freaking god damn, what was she? She was um Smell. Helsing Ultimate. She's um Rip Van Winkle. There it is. There you go. Rip Van Winkle from Helsing Ultimate, so yeah. Um so clearly so obviously I am wrong on I both of those. Because I got her right. But I'll say Noah yeah. and I are wrong. Um, Megan was correct on Seto, um, but I, I you but you weren't right on um Kosei's mother, right? Yes, I was wrong. Okay, so let's start with Kosei's mother. Um, Kosei's mother, Megan almost had it. Uh, Kosei's mother, Saki Arima, is being voiced by Wendy Lee. I had the wrong woman! I should have switched those around. No, you don't understand. My predictions is literally wrong place. Right right first name, wrong last name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, how crazy they got. Yeah. And and Megan. 
Who is voicing Hiroko Seto, Kosei's mentor? Carrie Keenan. Sup, man. <laughs> and I got okay. to tell her I got her right. And she was like, yes! And I'm like, you're like the only person I thought who could play this character. Now, what has she done in the past? Um, um I, know, I know Carrie's pretty well. Well, hold okay. on. Let me let me get to that. Um, so Carrie Keenan, uh, she's been in, uh, she's been in Berserk as Casca, as well as the films. Uh, uh, let's see. She's also done Space Pirate Mito. She's been in Old Noah Zero. She is actually in Durarara. Mimizu, Mimizu. I don't Everyone know. is in Dura Ra Ra. Yeah. And yeah, I'm having trouble keeping the characters she, right. Some um, of these actors. She's in Fate She's in Fate Zero. She's in Hyperdimension Neptunia. She's in Kill La Kill as Satsuki Kiryun. Um, she's also in Naruto Shibuden, the film Blood Prison. She's in Phoenix. She is in Madoka Magica as Mommy. Oh. Yep. That's a totally different character. Yep. She's also. also um... She's. I know she's, she's all, someone in Seven. She, I know she's someone in Seven Deadly Sins, and that's I was just about to. I was just about to bring that up. Um, Gila. She's G U I L A. Gila. Thank you. Fucking. G it's Gila. Her name is Gila. And she's also in Slayer's Revolution, and she's also had smaller roles in Yuki Yuna's a Hero, Yu Gi Oh Five Ds. Odd thing to be in there. Um. Uh, Kurokami the Animation, as well as uh, Small Rules and K-On, and a few other things. She actually doesn't have a lot of voice acting roles to her name. She's also um, she's also Captain Rainbow Laser Lux in League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> her ultimate uh, is literally fly firing a giant rainbow laser. As for Wendy Lee, because this is actually the first time we're really talking her about more her more in depth. Um, Wendy Lee! What Good hasn't Lord. she been in? Jesus Christ, Good if you question. don't know who Wendy Lee is, get out of your rock. This is how this is how ubiquitous This is Roman one is. of the most yeah, this is the, the get out of the rock you're living under. You know how we normally say that for like Monica and a few other people? If it's like Wendy Lee though, we're, we'll get out of your yes. rock. <laughs> um she but is so, Wendy yeah, Lee. it's actually so noticeable that I didn't even need yeah. to look at the cast list. That first episode, you heard her voice, I'm like no, is that, is that, hi, Wendy Lee, how are you, what are you doing back in business? Yep, so other roles from Wendy Lee, you may have heard her in the, in the film Akira as a K. You may have also heard her in roles such as, let's see, good lord, it's an interesting list, Angel Tales in The Big O. Uh, she is in Blood Lad, she is also, of course, in Cowboy Bebop as Faye Valentine. Uh, one of her most iconic roles. She's also in, let me see, Cyborg 009 versus Devilman OVA. Digimon. She's in Digimon as TK. Uh, well, Digimon Adventure. Digimon, and... oh God, my childhood. Yep, she's <laughs> in, she's also in Dirty Pair. She's, uh, Haruhi Suzumiya from the Melancholy of Haruhi, Su well, of Haruhi Suzumiya and a disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya and disappearance of Nagito Yuki-chan. Uh, she is also because fucking in, she's also in <laughs> Rarara, she is also in Fate Zero, Fushigi Yugi, uh, Gongotsuo for a small role, uh, Grenadier, Great Teacher Onizuka, Haibari Renmei. Jesus Christ! Basically, That's... if you need a nice maternal figure, Wendy Lee's your woman to go call. Or if she's you need also... someone to be sexy as fuck. 
She's also Lisa <laughs> Lisa from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. She is. She has a small oh, she, role I in Kill Kills. She's Lax Waifu. Yeah, she's also in Knights of Sidonia. She's in Lagrange, the Flower of Rene. She is in Love Hina. She is in Good Lord, so L L L much L L stuff. The IMBD page is broken. Just move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know who Wendy Lee is, again, stop watching us and go watch anime. I, I would I would say that some people wouldn't know like the older voice actors, but in this case, she's been in both old and new ones. She like just she right. never stopped acting. Basically, so, yeah. um, so how do we feel about the performances for both Carrie and Wendy? Um, I know Carrie. I don't think we've gotten too much um, I into. It. I love uh, it very I much, love and it, the actually. biggest part of that. Because she doesn't show up until episode 11, I believe, is when she shows up in the audience. And at first, we're not really sure about her performance. Her smuggle little clapping is the fucking best. That, that was a good start. And then when we get to hear her singing about how much she doesn't like her husband. Dubby is a dummy. Dubby. That is, that's what sold me on Johnny her portrayal of this character. <laughs> also, because Lilac, it was in the clip that we saw, it's... When she right. picks him up and takes his pants off. I've seen you naked before! She <laughs> <laughs> yes, a smug little cow, it's like, nothing I haven't seen already. Yes. You didn't even change out of your clothes, you little slug! Get your ass to the bath already! You want me to give you one? It wouldn't be the Whoa. first time! No, I got it! I'm good! Thanks for the offer, but I'm gonna pass! <laughs> nothing I haven't seen before. Because cause my my only taste of Carrie as um, Hiroko Seto, um, they showed a small clip at Anime Boston and the, bloopers. Party. Um, and the bloopers. And the bloopers. Um, so they showed a small clip just to get a little bit of a taste of um, Carrie Keenan. And uh, and also to show the Japanese director and the character designer that was there um, what it sounded like. And I loved it. I was sold the second I saw that clip. Didn't they say she sounded almost exactly like the Seiyu to her? And she's like, oh my yes. god. Yes, they did, actually. That's good. Um, and as for Wendy Lee. So, can I just oh, say God. this about Wendy Lee? Okay, so there's the scene that everyone who's seen the show knows of in. What episode was that? The, the episode where we actually see her draw blood on Kosei oh, because she, she hit him so she hard. She beats him with her cane. Saki, he's just a kid. Your performance was garbage. <laughs> How many times have I told you to review the goddamn score? How many times? That part, okay, in the Japanese, that part was tearful. This time in the English, when I heard it, I got scared. Yeah, it, legiti it legitimately scared me how terrifying she was. And I, I know Wendy's voice. I've heard her do stuff before, but, but I this is something completely what? different. No, how are you? I know she was all small child. Off her fucking rocker on this yeah. one. I, I feel like Wendy Lee had to go to a very dark place <laughs> to possibly pull this out. Because yes. I feel like I think a lot I, of I people that... had to go to dark places in this show. <laughs> well, in I mean, the show of, itself like... was dark. We don't even see her eyes. The whole scene is in yeah, dark no, shadow, and it's like you, you can't see never, my. Eyes. I actually really didn't notice that until I watched the show again in English. I'm like, oh my god, they never show her fucking face. Not not in those flashback sequences, no. I, like I think in terms of going to dark places, I'm like. Wendy Lee has to voice a character that abuses their child. Yes. They abuse the yes. character and, abuses and, their child. That's like probably a really dark place that she would have to go to cuz I don't even know if she's ever gone to that kind of place before in other roles. But I can only imagine that that's very difficult to do. And I think 
Oh my god, I think it works. Like, for as much as we joke I'm about actors too well. playing horrible moms all the time, like, I wonder if it, like, fucks with them sometimes. Like, I can't Monica really you have and, the like... I would legit, I'm like, okay, Monica, why do they always cast you to play, like, horribly abusive mom? Because I'm good at it, damn it. You know who else we learned's good at it last night? Caitlin Glass. I wouldn't know. Oh, God. What, what show were you guys watching? Assassination Classroom. Oh, oh, um, oh, no. um, Nagisa's mom, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't, I gotta I catch that dub catch episode. I have some catching up to do, though. Mommy, Caitlin Glass goes full Mommy night. Dearest. I just heard from, from Katie, from Pika Hikari Katie, she said, the reason that Nagisa's a little screwed up has to do with his mom, and you'll find out halfway through the season, and I think that's what she was talking about. Yeah, you find out, you'll find out. Anyway, I think <sighs> anyway, so. the performances are fucking amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like, even, I, again, Carrie Keen, I haven't seen much. I've never even heard of this person before, but then again, that's my that's mostly my lack of LA voice she's actors. She's also fucking it's... hysterical in real life. Yeah, she's so adorable. She's oh my in real life. <laughs> poor poor woman had to, like she. I told her they were showing the blooper reel, and she had no idea. And she's a dirty bird. <laughs> she's a naughty motherfucker. Are we talking like Sword Art Online bloopers yeah. level is bad? Oh, oh no. no, it can get Go bad. Go find the kill a kill ones with her. Oh, good God. They're dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> but anyway. Well, it's almost like they so, live in Los Angeles. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, the consensus on Wendy Lee and Carrie Keenan. I would say, yay. I like it. <laughs> Me likey. Me likey. Like so, are yeah, we good to move on? Yes. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me just smack her with my cane. <laughs> oh, okay, no! Okay, we're good. Let's go. Let's go! No! <laughs> Alright, so the next... The the only other pair that we have for the evening. We have Emi Igawa and Takeshi Aiza. They are essentially two piano rivals of Kosei's. Um, they got into being pianists because of Kosei. Um, even though he never knew about it. Um, until he finally mostly Emmy, uh, mostly mostly Emmy, Mo like <laughs> Emmy was inspired by Kosei. Takashi is more of a rival. Emmy lost her right. shit. There's an exact line actually, and kids never say this, but in the dub, Emmy's line exactly is: "When that boy played, everything sounded like sunflowers." But when that boy was playing, everything sounded like sunflowers. I just wanted to play like you, Arima. My That's thing, how much of a, how smitten she was. My favorite thing that happens in that episode is she's just like the whole room is quiet, and she just starts losing it. <laughs> you started bawling right there. Even now, I'm mortified. That's so, predictions for Emmy and Takashi. I had. Three for each, actually. I had three for <laughs> Emmy and one for Takashi. I had one for both. So Noah goes first. Because I'm, I'm hardcore like that. Okay, again, we're sticking to actors that I know from the Los Angeles area. And again, there had to be ones that had to be in recent dubs I've heard before, so I know that they're still acting. For Takashi, um, 
He's not as evil as Aizawa, but I thought that Johnny Young Bosch would be the guy who could pull off this, you know, lots of emotions with kind of a turnaround because Takashi's thing is that he's serious most of the time. He's, he's like hardcore, I'm gonna beat you, Kosei. And then when he finally meets Kosei, he gets all fanboy on him. So I'm like, who can pull off that balance? I think the original Vasha Stampede himself, Johnny Young Bosch, could pull that one off. I mean, I'll admit it kind of sounds Johnny like it would be a little my predictions. Old. I think now, Johnny I would be a little too old for it, honestly. Now, I understand, yeah, because he's got a, a little more, I'm going to say, deepness to his voice that would make it sound like he's not quite in. Because these characters are supposed to be in their last year of middle school, not even right. high school yet. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was just going by acting performances. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and what that, was your prediction for Emmy? And then for Emmy, and you're probably going to say this one also may sound a little bit older, but uh, because Emmy's is, she's mostly moody, and then she's a goofball the other 20% of the time, I thought Bridget Hoffman would be a good person to pull that off. Okay. That's actually, I haven't heard that name in a while. I only heard but I know that she's still doing stuff in Dura Ra Ra, and she was in, right, okay. I, th I think she was in LaGrange as well. Like, okay. Everyone is in Dura Ra Ra. Right. Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard Bridget, Ho Bridget Hoffman's name. Um, Megan, you said you had I have one for Takashi one and three for Emmy. So my Takashi okay. was kind of a was kind of a cop out. Um, oh God, what'd oh, you do? No. My Takashi pick was Bryce Pappenbrook because I finally <laughs> think I could think of anybody. Okay. Um, you, you that voice though. I don't. I don't. Hey, don't you shut your <laughs> mouth about Princess Pappenbrook. No, 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 no. Excellent, excellent actor, but again. We're, Blonde, spiky hair, At least he's not kid. a sword. Or wielding a sword. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> Who knows what's hidden in that mop of hair of his. Anyway, what are your three predictions for Emmy? So remember the thing about people, wrong, wrong, wrong last name, right first names? Is this where mm -hmm. the trio of Erica's yes, come into play? Yes, this is where the start oh, no. starts. <laughs> so my predictions for er Emmy were Erica Mendez, Lauren Londa, or Erica Lindbeck. Oh no. Okay. Two of them are in this. All three of them are in this show. I just got them all they in the are. wrong spot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my predictions for Takashi. Uh, my first choice was Zach Har Harlocher. Um, I don't remember where I pulled that name out of my butt. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he was in. I think he was in El Noah Zero. It's been a while since I've seen this list. Um, my second choice was Ben Diskin. Yeah. I thought mm. maybe he could pull it off. Um. And then my third choice, I also went with Megan, and I picked Bryce as well. That's right. Um, when in doubt, Bryce it out. This was no. one of two places where I put Bryce, because I was like, because a lot of, I, 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 when the dub hey, announcement that we were going to get a dub was happening, a lot of people were like, dude, a lot of people were like, dude, Bryce is going to voice Kosei, Bryce is going to voice Kosei, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 I can't no. hear that. It's actually really but I did put, But I did put him in two They are both in this show. Yeah, that is it, that's weird that you got both of those right. You got them in the show somewhere. Oh no! But actually, I did, in every one of my predictions except for Subaki, I had those right. No, every I have everybody in this show right besides um, Nagi and Kosei's mom are the only two people I didn't have in my cast list at all that got casted. So the lesson we're supposed to take from this is everyone needs to go watch Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> 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 yeah, but anyway, like, there were two places that I could at least imagine Bryce fitting. 
um, for the characters. Uh, Takashi was one of them. Uh, as for Emmy, my three predictions, my first choice was Brina Palencia, actually, and there is a logical reason behind this. What? She, Brina in the Texas, the, the she, she, she was in Dorara. As which character? She's the wonderful Russian assassin. Oh! That's why I didn't recognize her, because she's not speaking in her normal pitch. Exactly. Her normal accent. And that's what, that's kind of was like, okay, she did Dorara. Maybe, pa and with Patrick being the director, I kind of figured, okay, maybe he'll be able to pull her in, and I figured Emmy would be a good role for her. Um, my other two picks, uh, Christina V was one, and Amanda C. Miller was the other. I forget who Amanda Miller was, though. Uh, <laughs> it was, ugh, Amanda it's Miller is Jupiter and Sailor Moon, Jam Star would be sad about that. That's why. I think that's why. Uh, is that why? We yes, that's why. Sailor Moon character in this Sailor cast. Moon, that's why. Uh, <laughs> I forget things. Again, most of my predictions, I had to watch clips of things before making them. Um, but anyway, I think we are all incorrect. Yes. Um, no, not even no, close. Well, I'm close. close but no, I got close. You got a name I right. I got a first name right. You I don't think you got one of them spelled the same. Okay, I was looking at the list like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, one of those is right. Anyway, so, the voices behind these two characters. The voice of Takashi is being voiced by Eric Scott Kimmer. And the voice of Emmy is being vo voiced by Erica Hartlocher. The wrong Erica! <clears throat> it's really is funny, wrong? too, is I actually have Eric Scott Kramer as another character, as a prediction for somebody else. Yeah. I'm assuming he was also in another one of the Seven Deadly yeah, he, Sins he's, cast. Yeah, he's in Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. How is I looked up this shows? Watch a Seven Deadly Sins rearranges <laughs> cast. Yeah, he, here's... That didn't work for... So here's... <laughs> so in terms of other roles... Because here's the funny story. These remaining six voice actors who got cast in these roles, they are still fairly new. All yes. six of them. Uh, for Erica Hartlatcher, in her case, she has been characters in A Cell World, Aldoa Zero. She is also in Hunter x Hunter. Not saying where, because uh, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> she is in LaGrange, The Flower of Rene. She is also in Love Live School Idol Project in Magi Enra Toto. Oh, I think she's one of the girls on a rise, that's why. Okay. She's also that. in Naru Rise of the Yokai Clan. She also has fil uh, roles in, let's see, Seven Deadly Sins as Elizabeth, uh, Sword Art Online, uh, Sword Online 2, excuse me, uh, Toradora, and let's see, as well as Yuki Yuna is a hero. Isn't she Taiga uh, in Toradora? No. Who is she in Ami. No. Actually, both these actors are in Toradora, just not in the main roles. Uh, uh, Har Erica Hartletcher is Ami. Of oh. Kawashima. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. As for Eric Scott Kimmer, he has less, actually. He has been in A Cell World, <laughs> Blood Lad, uh, Inazuma 11, Magi as Alibaba. Uh, you may also know him in Mohoromatic, Ma Mobile Suit Gundam, I Am Blooded Orphans, uh, Naru, Rise of the Yokai Clan, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, of course, as, as well as. Oh, yep. As well as Toradora <laughs> as Ryuji. Hey, a really short list aimed for both of these guys. Yeah. Girls. Ag people. Humans. Uh, again, the, these these two plus the main four, they their resumes are still rather small. Um, in terms of Erica Hartlatcher and Eric Scott Kimmer, how do we feel about these two as Emmy and Isa? 
I was actually Takashi, really me. surprised at Eric Scott Kimmer being Aiza because the only show I've ever actually heard him in is Seven Deadly Sins as Gouther. And Gouther doesn't yell. Gouther is a weird-ass little character. He is very much like, oh, because he's, he's really weird in that he doesn't understand human emotion. Okay. So, so he's one of those type of like, oh, so this is what that does. Oh, like that type of character, where it's not monotone, but he's very much more subdued as a character, where okay. Aiza is very more controlled but intense. I know that it's stupid. I know that. <laughs> I don't care about Europe or kicking ass in the Chopin competition. All I want to do is defeat Arima. Wherever he plays, I play. And Emmy is just a bag of nuts. Yeah, Emmy is a really hard one to pull off because you could very easily cast someone who has a very flat, not even monotone, but just a very moody kind of persona. And then when we get to the scene where she's like sneaking into <laughs> the violent recital and she's got, yeah, she, she's yeah, she's got this mask on and she's like, "What are you talking about? I'm not trying to sneak in." But who are you, lady? I just no one told me I was gonna be here. I just like to listen to some good violin music. Even when she's yeah, performing, basically. she has kind of those one of those moments. Um, I think, for me, the really kind of big moment that gets me is when um, she's playing and she's going on about, huh, maybe I'm doing good today because I have this new dress, or it's my yes. hair. Yes! <laughs> no, fuck that... it, because Kosei's here! Bring it, bitch! The piano and I, we're in cahoots. We're such a team today. Maybe it's because I had that tasty scone, or because my new dress looks good on me. Or because my hair is actually behaving. Mystery solved. Yeah, that, that whole that whole concert performance, because, again, I watched up to episode 7, because I at least wanted to hear what Takashi and Emmy sounded like. And Emmy and Erica's performance of that during that concert piece, I fell in love. <laughs> Erica <laughs> number so one. Erica number one's performance. Erica number one. Out of good lord, I don't know how many Erica's. Will... We'll get to... Else <laughs> and the reason but, um... I didn't cast her as Emmy was because in Seven Deadly Sins, she plays Elizabeth, who is very like, Mr. Meliodas, what are you doing? Like that voice. <laughs> I was like, what um, the fuck? I was like, what the fuck is this? No, we don't have a character like that in the Lion April. We do, and this is the reason. This is why the casting of the Erica's fucked me up. <laughs> like, Damn three it, Erica. It's still the same, too. Too many Erica's. Yeah. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many Erica's. Too many Erica's. We'll spoil okay, the Yuri okay. Lion and, concert. And how do we feel about Eric's not camera as Takashi? He's great. <laughs> it is. It's it's hard to pull off some of the convincing, like, middle school sounding voices. Because a lot of these times you'll get characters who are either they're too old for it or they'll cast women as it. Right. I don't know how old this guy is, he's, but um, I think he pulled up. He's, he's in middle school. He isn't okay. That's why it sounded school. so convincing. They're all in middle school. Yep. Thank you, California, for giving us some actual characters who are aged it the is, same as the people so in the show. It's so funny that like I kind of want to bring this up because she's tied to Takashi, of uh, Nagi being voiced by Ste I believe it's Stephanie Shea, correct? It is. It's yes, Stephanie it is. Shea. Can yeah. Can we talk about Not how Nagi and um, Seto's daughter are arguably outside of Wendy Lee? the two biggest names on this show and they're these big yeah, they, characters 
that's what I think they're doing the same thing that the Funimation dub or the broadcast uh, dubs. broadcast dubs are doing with the we've trying to get some new talent in here and expand our library so that we can increase our productions on with the simulcast going also, on. Also, Lilac. Even though I don't think Aniplex will be doing any simulcast dubs. Lilac. In regards Lilac. to Seto's daughter, I like turtles. Oh god damn it. <laughs> I like turtles. Yeah. yeah. No, that's oh, like, this is not God. High School of the Dead, dang it. No, there's like, I, I think, I think Seto's daughter was Christina V. Yeah. I think Seto's daughter was Christina V. No, there's just, I in one of the bloopers, the very last blooper is Christina V's little character just going, I have turtles! I will hunt down that blooper reel. You, you need to find it, but, um... And watch it many times. Was it a pianist's heart is like an open book. That's why you use it to cover your boner. And then Carrie Keenan was just girl, like melting I'm, away on the stage, like no. Because again, because again, the Japanese director and character designer were right there, and they were getting so, the <laughs> translated to them. So obviously she was like no. <laughs> Anyways, so performance-wise, good on you, Eric and Erica. Absolutely. Their names are Eric and Erica. <laughs> Ha! <laughs> I mean, yeah. funny. Definitely, definitely good. Um, so, next on the list, time to move on to our main four. Why don't we start with Watari? Ryota Watari. He's like the least important one. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey now, hey now. Are you not a part of the Watari fangirls club? Oh, because Lord I'm a Kosei fangirl. Oh, you. Good choice, though. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what? Anyway, Watari, Watari is Oh, we'll have a discussion on that. Watari is one of Kosei's friends. Um he is captain of the soccer team in school. He's also a pimp. And um Yeah, <laughs> apparently a pimp in middle school cuz he he has so middle many school ladies. Pimp ain't easy. Yeah. yeah. And um Watari is the guy that Kaori has a crush on. Okay. So that is essentially essentially how Kaori is introduced. Um, is, hey, Subaki, I kind of like Watari. Would you introduce me to him? And that's kind of how that Also, started. bring your neighbor, because fuck being a third wheel. Yeah, bro. Amen. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> predictions for Watari. I had two, and actually they they are the, they are the same ones that I put for Takashi. Lilac, question. Oh, oh wait. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, Lilac, didn't me and you have the same exact picks for Watari? <laughs> we might have. Because my picture, one of my picture for Wataria was, of course, Bryce Pappenbrook because I'm a lazy fuck. Yep. Um, what is wrong with you people? And then my other. This no, is Do you want to hear my lazier pick for Wataria? Oh, God, what? Wait, wait, wait. And let me guess. Was it like. I was going to say, you put Patrick Seitz there. Yes. No. Yes, I told. <laughs> yes, I totally put Patrick. No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you said you were lazy. Not that lazy. <laughs> anyway. Right, who was? No, 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 no. Wait, no. This would be more lazy than Patrick Seitz. I predicted his lord and master, Todd fucking Habercorn. Oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> now you're just now you're just screwing with us. No, no, just I'm wait serious. Till we, just wait until we get to even more lazy for me. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, oh, one dear of my god, picks was actually Johnny Young Bosch. Shut up. One of my picks was Bryce Pappenberg for Watari again. Watari and Takashi were the two roles um, that I could actually see Bryce pulling off. Um, and actually pulling it off rather decently. The other prediction, because again, lack of LA voice actors is a thing. I also put Ben Diskin as Watari as well. 
and I can see that as well. He did a, a kind of a similar voice, actually, in LaGrange, I believe, so you wouldn't be off by guessing that. Right. And Noah, what was your pick for Watari? Again, I've been watching a lot of Do Ra 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 recently, which, by the way, thank you so much, Bang Zoom, for releasing the dubbed episodes for Season 3 on Hulu, because that really makes my week. Anyways, as far as who could pull off Watari... I know that some of our dub talk people do not care for this actor very oh much. Oh my but when god! It comes to a Tell convincing me you're going there. Team best friend, I put Daryl Gilbert. Oh god! What up, bitches? And Hardy has now disowned <laughs> you. Somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, I can see him tearing his computer shit. I would eat Tennessee. you. I eat you, Noah. Somewhere, somewhere in Memphis, Tennessee, Hardy is just sitting in his chair. Admiring his goats and his donkey pants as he watches 366 <laughs> days of bleach. And, on, and down his face rolls a single tear as Noah betrays him. And he clutches his shirt right above his heart. His Tifa shirt looks directly into the camera like he's on the office. As the sound of silence by Garfunkel and Oates plays behind him. And the camera fades to black. I love this description. Oh my god. Okay. Um. You know what? It would have been even even better if I actually got it right. Oh God, no! If you got it right, Hardy wouldn't be here. No. Um, Noah, can you just give us an explanation as why you would think Daryl Gilbo would have made a good Watari? Daryl Gilbo's—I don't know how old the guy is, but he does pull off a convincing enough voice for a a younger male lead character, which is what he's playing in Dura Ra Ra right now, and it has the range of acting chops of the least to pull off both the serious moments and then the kind of goofy moments, which Watari has a lot of them. Like, in these high school comedies, the best friend character usually has some pretty goofy moments, and this one's no exception. So that is why, of all the LA actors I knew, that's the one who I thought they may cast as Watari. I will never talk that. <laughs> And of course, we are all wrong. Wrong, um, wrong, 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 I don't know wrong, 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 you might recognize a couple. Um, he is in, for some other roles, he is in Aldoa Zero as Kisaki uh, Matsuribi. I don't remember which character that is. He is also in Dorarara as Alba. Now that one, he's, yeah, that's another, uh, he's like basically the new best friend uh, in season two. Essentially. Who is, leads the blue squares. Yep. Um, he is also Shinji Mato from Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, the new Aniplex dub. Um, he's also had small roles in a, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Alone in the Sea. He is in Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans. He's had a smaller role in De Seven Deadly Sins as well. Um, so how do we feel about Kyle McCleary? I like it, but he's not my favorite person in the show, actually. Honestly, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like, it worked... Like, he brings a lot to Watsuri's character. Um, it's just that there are other... He's not... He's kind of the short straw in, in, a, in a... He's 
He's kind of like the weakest. He's the runt in a litter of like purebred puppies. <laughs> it's not fair. Is that uh, the part? Probably the part that acting whites he did the best is in the episode where his team loses the soccer yep. game. He puts on the strong face for the team, and then cut to crying him in the bathroom like the a bathroom. real champ. The guys were all counting on me today, and I blew it. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! We should have won. I'm never gonna let my team down again. Now, he, he pulls off those dramatic moments really well. In the comedic scenes, it's not as funny as the Japanese, but it's still funny. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I, can, I can see that. Um, yeah. Again, I'm still learning. I'm Just like with Sentai voice actors, I'm slowly learning about LA voice actors. Well, now we know at least eight of them. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I... By the sounds of anything, the consensus for um, Kyle McClary is that it's it's fine, but there are performances that kind of top his. Okay, even if we were to just isolate him as his own performance, even by what the part demands in the show, he I think it takes him a little while to get into it, because by the time we've gotten to, I want to say, episode four, I think, where the great bike ride to the concert yep. is, he's, he's nailed the comedic moments at oh, that yeah, point. Oh yeah, he's definitely nailed it. requires you to... The comedic moments yeah. for him worked it, really well. You got a soccer player up here. You need time to rehearse? I'll make it happen. Don't sweat the small stuff, am I right? It, it took him a little while to get into it compared to the drama moments, but I do think that he's got a future if he keeps up the best friend shtick, which seems to be what he's doing in all the roles that he's been in so far. This reminds me, I need to go watch A Lull in the Sea. Yes, yeah, so I actually need to finish it. Yeah. I need to see the dub of A Lull in the Sea. Um, I but watched anyway. the first episode and I really liked it. Anyway, uh, anyway, are we good to move on? Yes. Alright, let's move on to uh, the other best friend character, Subaki Suwabi. Um, I was beating myself up so badly over this one. This is one I actually got right. One of two. But anyway. Um, I should have gotten this Subaki, right. I guess you can kind of say she's considered the third main character because she gets a lot of development throughout the course of the series. Alongside Kosei and Kaori. Um, but Subak Hyperactive, abusive baseball player for the win. Who yeah. happens to have a crush on her childhood friend. Yeah. Um, because that, that whole crush thing is the big, essentially the big storyline for her uh, throughout the course of the series. Now, now, to be fair, to be fair, she has her own boyfriend. She's dating a high school She he, dates school Tuxedo boy. Mask. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. She does. Uh, she dates um, Tuxedo she does. Mask. Back off, bitch. Okay, <laughs> predictions for Subaki. I had four, and I had as I said before, as I said before, one well, of mine of is right. Did. But um, who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I will. Um, so my three picks were Sarah Williams, Lauren Landa, and Kira Buckland. I can I can see Kara Buckland definitely. I know her best as the lead from Lagrange, where she's got a similar young voice with a lot of spunk behind it, which is what you she know, needs, especially in those moments where she's trying to be peppy. You 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 want to know um, the reason why I picked Kara Buckland? Why? Let me. Does it rhyme with seven deadly sins? No, sons? actually. Oh. oh, I know where this is going. Back off! I've got mace. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, Kira, Kira Buckland, if, for those who may not watch parodies on the internet, she's the voice of Go, or Ko, from, um, 50% Off, which is the fan parody of, um... Oh, my God! 
Back off, I've got these, mace! These Piss! You, uh, all you listeners out there, these two girls made me watch all of the you free dub and 50% it. You liked it. All of it! Stop right there. You, you liked it. volunteered. I you volunteered. I didn't say I didn't like it. It was a voluntary imprisonment. You like getting stuck married. with it. You could have stopped at any time. But you <laughs> oh come on! You like the part where Nagisa <laughs> rode the whale? I could have. I could stop anytime I want. Are you enjoying your last few minutes of life over there? Get him, girl! <laughs> <laughs> Take his ass to the trash. <laughs> All right. If this is my final message, tell my anime collection I love it. <laughs> Har Makoto, I need you to do me a favor. I do, I do anything to you. I mean, for you, bury me with my swimsuit. <laughs> anyway. 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 All right. So you thought she, you thought she could be Subaki. I thought someone entirely you know, different. You, wait, you know what? When uh, your wife just said that, you know what I thought of? Where's my what? super suit? Honey, <laughs> <laughs> it's for the greater good. I put it good. away. Greater good. I am the greatest good you are ever gonna get! <laughs> We're finally getting a sequel to that movie, there by the I way. Know. I'm so excited. Finally. Uh, Noah, what was your prediction yeah. for uh, Tsubaki? Alright, for Tsubaki, I'm, again, I'm going back to the do-ra-ra-ra thing because I've watched too much of it not to use that information by now. And uh, one of the characters, maybe not acting-wise, but voice-wise, just the way that the voice would work with the character model, was... Um, uh, Isaiah's two twin sisters, who in the first time we see them, she's voiced by Can um, Candlely Whitmore, and for the the really peppy one of the twins, the one who says, "I'm open to dating girls as well as boys," it, it just seemed to match the the persona as far as Subaki when when she gets really over the top because she still acts kind of like a little girl in a lot of moments even though the show leads towards her becoming a bit more of a downtrodden a individual woman. okay yes um, who loves to beat people with baseballs holy crap when are they gonna fix that window Dan? never never <laughs> and even if they <laughs> do Subaki's just gonna break it again um anyway hey it's, it's their own fault, fault for putting the school so close to the baseball yeah. diamond oh, damn it. <laughs> anyway um uh, like I said, I had four predictions. One was correct. The three I got incorrect. Uh, my first choice, Brianna Knickerbocker. Uh, this was one of the ones where I listened to Ooh. clips and I forgot which one I listened Lull to for this the one. Sea. Oh, Lull in the Sea. That's what I it is. As um, Shisaki. That's why um, I put her there. I'm going to she assume that I can name every clip you saw and it's kind of sad. <laughs> Probably. Uh, my <laughs> second choice, uh, going along with one of Megan's, Kira Buckland was my second choice as Tsubaki. Uh, my third choice is my correct one, and my last one was Cassandra Lee Morris. Um, that was my last choice. Uh, but, uh, I did get it right. Huzzah! Go. You got one right! I got two right in this show. Yeah, me, this is the me first and her one. both got two people right. In terms of Subaki, the actress who is voicing her, uh, is Erica I'm Mendez. So Erica Mendez. I am so mad. Erica so Mendez is the time. voice of Subaki. Um, you may have heard. This up-and-comer as well in a variety of things. She is in Noah Zero. She is in Hunter Hunter, but we're not going to say where. She is Ryuko from Kill la Kill. <laughs> That's probably one of her most well-known roles as of now. Um, yeah. She is also in Little Witch Academia, Love Live. She is, uh, she is, uh, she is uh, Akari from Lull in the Sea. She is Aladdin from Magi. She is also uh, Sailor Uranus from Sailor Moon, the new Viz Media dub. She is Diane in Seven Deadly Sins. She's also in 
Takarajima, and he's also in Yuki Yuna as a hero. Um, no, 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 Lilac Lack, you're missing the most important credit of all. The one place that Erica Mendez shines the most is in the My Little Pony slash Epic Mealtime parody. You know, Pinkie Pie, that's a lot of sugar. Well, I would hey, mention Noah. that if it was on ANN, but okay. Hey, Noah, <laughs> you need to Nico what? Nico need to shut the fuck up. I fucking butchered that. Me? That was horrible, and yeah. I feel bad. Just go, just just go on I'm... without me. Part of my soul just Wait, no, no. Died. Did, didn't we? Didn't we coin the hashtag Nico Nico? Nope. Yeah, Nico Nico. No. <laughs> yep, that was you a Nico, to Nico Nope. Nico, Nico, nope. Okay. Yes. Anyway, how do we feel about Erica Mendez as Tsubaki? That chick is a fucking witch. <laughs> she can do anything. Literally, if you've seen. Yeah, kind of. She's it... kind of a witch. Yeah, she kind of goes all over the place in terms of roles. I mean, because we go from Ryuko. Who is anger to, incarnate? To Subaki, who is slight slightly angsty emotional angry. little girl. She's slightly less anger incarnate. Well, and then she's fucking right. Nico, who is also kind of anger incarnate if you think about it. Because I've actually you will never get me to watch Love Live. I'll pay you five whole American dollars, and I won't rat you out to your wife. <laughs> <Done>. Oh God. <laughs> I am such a bore. Anyway. But as far Remember, as, that's as, worth as, far as 20. That's worth 20 in Arcata money. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the Canadian currency. Sorry, oh, God. Ark. Anyway. We love you. But, like, we love you, man. Here, here's, the, here's the thing about Tsubaki. Her, you would peg her as being, because she's sort of the unrequited love interest in the show, that she would be so moody and so angsty and crawling in my skin for a good portion of the show and she has to go there sometimes but when she does like in particular there's a scene where she's watching kosei walk by and in her brain she's just thinking what's wrong why am i feeling like i'm never going to be able to see him again like this very adult feeling inside of her i just don't like it we were a team subaki and kosei through the laughter and the tears I'm not there for him now. Not the way she is. Yeah, uh, again, Erica pulls it yeah, off again, exceptionally Again, I well. consider Tsubaki kind of be the third main character because she go she has this own plot line that she goes through throughout the course of the series. More like the third main yeah. wheel. Basically. Oh. It's funny because she originally intended not to be a third wheel when she introduced Kaori to Watsuri. And, and then she ends up as a third wheel. Yeah. When you get what you want, but not what you need. There's a lot of dark ironies in this show. Like, even in the original, it was just yeah, really if you terrible. Think, if you finish the show, technically Tsubaki's the winner in a morbid sense. Uh, but, 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 however, for purposes of this podcast... It, and it's also really hard to pull off the comedic moments too, because she has to beat Kosei up in a slapsticky kind of way, not not in a you know an abusive, make me a sandwich kind of yeah. way. And Erica pulls both of those off with with like a high school slash junior high girl. Yeah. Nothing to see here, folks. Nope. I really I really liked it because again I was watching a shit ton of clips. Trying to, like, reacquaint myself with some actors and get to know a little bit more of the newer talent that's coming in. And, um, I listened to some clips of Erica Mendez as Ryuko. Um, Ryuko and as well as, uh, I think Alone in the Sea was the other one I was listening to. 
And um, I was kind of like, she can probably pull off the spunky character. I think this is where we're going to go with it. Um, and that's why I put her there as Tsubaki. And I'm glad I did. Because go yeah. me. It's a completely different role than Kill the Kill. Yeah. But yeah, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, like she has, she because has she that ha- energy she has... that she can bring into the character. And she definitely does bring that energy. Definitely. But... Mm-hmm. So I, I hope we hear her in a whole lot more in the future. Like I hope she becomes like Ellie's version of... Brina Palencia. Well, she could be. She I mean, is. She kind of goes around the same line. Honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, she is fantastic. Um, I would still say her best role to date is Ryoko and Kill a Kill. And if you mm. ever, if you ever do get the chance to yeah. see it, it is like fan fucking tastic. It's honestly, I've always, I'm like one of the few people who actually likes Ryoko more than Satsuki, and even her performance is better. <laughs> yeah. Satsuki is best, but Ryuko is not bad too. Ryuko actually has a convincing character arc, Scrub. <laughs> hey, I, I just I like the screwball better. I'm sorry. Okay, are we ready to move on? Yes. To more All being right. wrong. Oh, wait, hold it. Which? Uh, more being wrong. Uh, um. No, we're okay. good. Okay, so let's move on to uh, our lead, our actual lead female of the of the uh, show, um, Kaori Maizono. Um, she is, of course, the one that Kosa ends up getting, like, a little bit of a crush on, and kind of also inspires- little, I mean, totally. Yep, and- And, and, and Ashley, when you hear someone play the Jurassic Park theme like that, how can you not play <laughs> that them? Beautiful, I love that. <laughs> mentioned that and without further ado predictions i had two (laughs) i had two and i know one of ours is the same yeah i think probably and i only had one okay um i'll go first because one of my one of mine was erica mendez obviously didn't happen she's subaki my other prediction which was more actually my first choice because erica was my second i actually had jeremy lee in there as my first choice for cowdy that was my Um, first choice right because um when I was first making this list before being a butthead and going through clips, um, I was remember trying to remember like voice actors who I know who are immediately in LA and Jeremy was one that came up and I felt like she could I felt like she could probably pull it off as Cowdy, um, with the attitude and some of the um, emotional pieces. It would be it would definitely be some a little bit more interesting for her to do as well. But that was why I had Jeremy first. Erica Mendez kinda of the same way. Um, she was one that I kind of first thought of as well, but then I listened to clips again as for her, and I was like, yeah, I could probably see her pull off County if she really wanted to. Um, I guess because Lilac said my one predict- one of my predictions being Jeremy, because Jeremy said she was writing for a show, and we all assumed it was this, so I said, oh, she's probably acting in it. Uh, but my, my second pick, welcome back, Erica Squad. Um, <laughs> my actual second pick was Erica Harlicher, who is obviously not Kaori because she's Emmy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because basically, Seven Deadly Sins is a thing that exists, and um, I thought yeah. Kaori was a little okay. More and Noah, what about you? And going off of uh, the Lagrange dub, which the show itself actually isn't all that good, but the dub pulls uh, is okay. I, I don't know if I recommend it, but for that show, the lead character is voiced by Kira Buckland, okay. and she's got an. an her persona in that show is kind of cuckoo's nutso, 
and reins it back in when things need to get serious, and that pretty much describes Kauri as well, because she's also got this flip-flop between we are going to rock their socks off with this show that is called, what was that piece they played again? It was like Melody of Sorrow Love or something Sorrow. like that. Yeah, Love, love Sorrow, that's it. So anyway, so to get that to get that cartoonish attitude in a human-sounding voice, the one LA actor who I thought could do it would be Kira. Okay, I can see that too, because um, I re- I really only know Kira as um, Belle from Blood Loud, and I loved her performance in that in Blood Loud, um, which is why I put her as as one of my predictions for Subaki, because it seemed like a fairly similar character. Um, clearly, we're all wrong again. It's, All I know um, is before we say who's right, can I also because we talked about Kira Buckland. Shh, I smell boys being gay. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the voice of Cowdy, we're bringing back, we're bringing in the Erica Squad again. But Final it's member not of the Erica hard- Squad. Yeah. We're we're on the we're we're like we're talking about the third member the third and final member of the Erica squad because we already talked about Hart Ledger and Mendez. We have Erica Lindbeck voicing Cowdy. Um. And everyone in the audience went, who? I actually Basically. knew who she was! <laughs> so, well, she's got a really short ANN cast list. Uh, again, these these six have very short ANN cast lists. Well, um, you have to say what one of the voices that Erica Harlacher does. Erica Lindbeck does, though. Anyway. This is not our love life. Oh my god, hold on, I'll get to it. So Can I do can I please I, do that one then? No! I wanna do it. Give me a minute. <laughs> Erica Lindbeck. You may have heard her in roles such as Elnoa Zero in Copelion. She is also in Dorarara as a smaller role. She is a small role in Fate Stay Night and Limited Blade Work. She is in Love Live. She is she is in Loop on the Third, Jigen's Gravestone, she is in Magi. She's in The Seven Deadly Sins as Jericho. She was recently announced, uh, thanks to the Skip Beat uh, Kickstarter, to be a part of that series. Um, she's also in Sword Art Online 2. And, and, probably my favorite by far, she is the voice of Barbie. We are not shitting you. Yeah. Not shitting you right now. She actually yes. did it during the voice actor roundtable at Anime Boston. It was glorious. Lilac. If yes. you could take any of your characters into the Attack on Titan universe, who would you take? I'd take Barbie. She's a turtle. <laughs> Room lost their shit. What? Barbie was... never can die. <laughs> it was great. Um, so how do we what? feel about Eric Lindbeck I... as Cowdy? Okay. I love it. Yep. It is so sweet, and it's it's so adorable, and I just want to I wanna put it in my pocket and take it home with me. It yeah, is a she cinnamon makes... bun too good for this earth. I've been wanting to try these out forever now. <laughs> Just look at them. So where do you think I should dive in, huh? So many options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, really yes. And that's not an exaggeration considering what her parents do for a living. Yeah. Her parents, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. No, you don't no, I wasn't kidding. No, okay, I, you have a small child. So I, yes, I do. Been, you've probably been subjected to Lazy Town once or twice. <laughs> actually, no, no, actually, Oliver's not really one for Lazy Town. Okay. He, there are a couple shows. I, I've seen the show, but just not okay, because of Oliver. You know the, you know the, the cake song, right? 
It's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. <laughs> it's the way it is. No, because they're bakers. Do you just understand what I thought of this song coming up to? I do, I do. What is, I thought of them doing it to make Cowrie to that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, hmm. Just go anyway. without me. You don't know me. I'm just this fucking crazy <laughs> white girl you picked up on the woods. You let me yeah. see the house Thank once. you. Thank you, Lilac, for inviting me for this two-person-only podcast. It's been a lot of fun so far. You are so welcome, Noah. I know we so, keep hearing this extra voice in our heads, but that's okay. I think we'll get through this. I um, think so, too. I've got some Ritalin to help me through this. Okay, good. Um, anyway, back to Erica Lindbeck. Um, she definitely pulls both the humor as well as the emotional and dramatic sides very well. Um, I think... Erica had mentioned when we were at Anime Boston that this was definitely one of the most difficult roles that she's had She has yet. so much respect for the role. Absolutely she does. Like... Mm-hmm. And considering what Cowdy goes through over the course of the series, um, of course we're gonna try and avoid spoilers on it, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, considering what Cowdy goes through, and I mean, I've only seen seven episodes of the dub, and mm-hmm. I think the performance is phenomenal. And we haven't even gone to the really, really emotional, deep stuff yet for the show. The, all you really need to see is, um, and there are part there are benefits to listening to a dub over the sub because you pick up on parts better. Right. The part where Kauri first falls, and then everyone asks her, "Has this ever happened before?" And she says to them, "No, this is the first time it's happened." And then a few minutes later, as they're all walking out, she says, in her really good acting voice, she says, "It happened. I fell over again." Have you ever passed out like that before? First time. I guess I passed out again. As an evidence of that, this has happened before, so we should be concerned. That's the level of acting that pulled off that not only made me catch that detail that I didn't catch in the Japanese, but also made me feel Mm -hmm. really sad because we know that something bad must be coming. Firefly scene. Oh yes, the fire... They're like firefly, not, and also their fireworks scene at the pool. The scene where they're asking, "What are you gonna do in your future?" Her firework just kind of fizzles out, and she goes, "I haven't really given my future much, much thought." Honestly, I haven't really given my future any thought. It's that spin on a dime emotions between Happy Kaoru yeah. and Sirius. She definitely that it, just for me. She's definitely been doing so well so far. And I'm only a, and I'm only like a little over a quarter of the way she threw the dub, so I think she's one of my new favorite people. But th- but then again, we have Kosei to talk about. Um, oh, do we boy. do we want to move on to Kosei? I got this right. <laughs> I, th- I think general consensus of Erica Lindbeck is County. Yeah, Erica. Okay, to understand how much Erica Lindbeck loves yeah, this did. show, she broke down in tears in front of that's all of us. That's how much she loves this show. So that's how much this is a so, good show. She's a good actor. Kose Adima, our final character, our lead character. I had the hardest time casting this show Why? for one reason, and this character for one reason only. You guys do your predictions first, then I'll say why. Cause I got this right. I, I got one. One. I, I, I got. I, got one I had three predictions. Right. I also got this right. one right as well, though. Um, Noah, do you want to go first? Why do you guys keep picking multiple ones? I only pick one person on these predictions because I want to. You wanna... never know. You never know, man. No, you're right. I don't. But I, I just feel like I'm cheating. But anyway. And then sometimes, yeah. And then sometimes I feel like I I can't pick between the two. So yeah. Okay. Well, I all right for this one. 
when it comes to lead male junior high kids, um, really the only guy who instantly came to mind in the L.A. pool is a guy who's been doing it for a while, actually, and he's a really good actor. Um, he's also a good writer and a director, too. Okay. We all know a guy named Yuri Lowenthal, by chance. Oh! Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Yes, it, it's, I mean, you could be, uh... Get out of my house, Crispin! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been new ween, been in Gurren Lagann, he... Basically, every vulnerable high school-sounding voice that you've heard in a L.A. dub for the past ten years... I mean, I mean, I mean, let's face it, the man is Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto. I mean... You wanna know what my favorite role is, though? And it's kind of funny that Noah loves the... Noah's watching the dub of this show. What? Mm. It's the doctor in Durara. Right? That's the, that's the what yes. came to mind as well was yeah because he. That's my that's my favorite Yuri Lowenthal that's voice, my favorite and it's too. also one of my favorite bloopers too. Is what do you do? It's um, Shizuo walks into the house, mm-hmm. and he's like, Shizuo, what are you doing here? Because you're Yuri Lowenthal, and I'm Kristen Freeman, and apparently I'm in your house again. <laughs> and then of course, and in medical opinions, you got fucking shots. <laughs> I haven't heard those bloopers yet, but I believe it, especially because, yeah. Cr- no, go on, look up the first season bloopers, they're fantastic. The Noween bloopers are fantastic. I mean, first I'm gonna yeah. kill you, then I'm gonna fuck uh, you <laughs> Then I'm gonna go to the Waffle I'm House. Do- <laughs> God damn it. I need to dig up my copy of Noween that I just got. Um, yeah. My... I don't think they're on there, that's why. Um, Again, I had three predictions, one was correct, that was my first choice. My second choice, um, a very, very... Not so well known actor, um, Chris Hackney. Um, the reason why I picked Chris Hackney as one of my picks was uh, Lull in the Sea. Mm. I watched a clip as and he's the um, kid on the land, yes, right? Yes, Sumugu. Um, so that's who. I, yeah, that's what my favorite yep. was because I got to like episode two of that yep. actually. And you remember how you uh, were lazy in terms of your choice earlier for Watari? Hi, Todd. Yeah, Hi, Todd. I put Todd as my you third did choice. It. I did. You did. Here's the th- again. Okay. The, here, here, hear me out. Okay. So I, when I first started making predictions for Lion April, again, I was trying to remember who I knew right off the bat was in LA. Of course, Todd came up. So I was like, I guess I could see it. I wouldn't mind letting him give it a spin, giving it a go. Um, but this is also. What, but I made these predictions, uh, these initial predictions, um, back when I think we might have been finishing up the free Eternal Summer dub, uh, at this time. Uh, but I was like, I guess I could see it. I, I wouldn't mind letting him have a shot at it, but, um, he was my third choice. He was the he was the possible default if they were going to default to anyone. Um, and if this was filmed in, or if this was recorded at Funimation, then that probably would be a no yes situation. No, I, I if this was recorded at Funimation. No, if no. it was at Funimation, this would have been Rico Fajardo or Austin Tindall, actually. Uh, maybe actually. Ha 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 ha. ha actually, I can see Austin. Pull off what today? Oh god! Oh oh god! No! Actually. Okay, Josh. Oh no! Know. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. Now, Lila, now I understand. I, understand. Where this was going. I don't know. Now you understand. The, you, what please, are you ex- t- please explain it to Noah. Just please. Okay. So first of all, my wrong prediction is actually Eric Scott Kramer because of Galther and Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. Noah, 
I need you to sit. I need you to, to sit down and learn about the trash can. <laughs> um, Is Oscar the Grouch going to be joining us? Possibly. <laughs> no, he's too busy drinking away his sorrows <laughs> and, and, and singing Piano Man for some reason. <laughs> um, so, um, a little bit of a story. I'm kind of obsessed with this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um. What's the show called? A, 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 a little in a little tiny uh, indie show <laughs> from Japan about um poor college student who loves books and just wants to go on a date and uh, meets a very nice girl and uh, she um she wants to eat him and she wants to have him in her mouth in more ways than one. Um, you, you may have heard of this small indie project <laughs> called Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> Um, it, it has crossed the I radar have, a couple of times. I may have heard of it in the indie circles. Circle, the the, the low-key anime circles. Yes, the the, the highbrow no, people who want. No, this that's not that's Utena and Yuri. that's not even that's not even the kicker. Noah, just wait. Okay. <laughs> it gets better. So if you don't know, writer no, like Tokyo Ghoul kind of Tokyo Ghoul has a lot of really good acting in it um especially in both languages so whenever i was upset last year or not even last year uh 24 because tokyo Ghoul comes out in 2014 so in 2014 whenever i was sad upset or bored i would just marathon the show again i could sit and watch tokyo ghoul in the japanese over and over and over again and she made and sure we all I, knew about it <laughs> I, I, if you follow my Twitter feed, you know I belong in in Cochlea for my obsession. Um, you belong in a Dove suitcase. I I, be, I belong in a I, damn it. I belong in a suitcase just like Hyacinth. Oh God. Yeah. So, anyway, so um, I do, I belong in a suitcase just like Hinami. Oh God. <laughs> anyway. Um, Speaking of sad. I I kind of um I kind of became slightly infatuated with an actor. So, around Christmas, uh, the girls at Anime America convinced me to watch this show. And of course, the dub wasn't a thing. So, as I was watching the first episode, I'm like, wait a minute. This kid sounds really familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. Son of a <laughs> So you see, I kind of have a small crush on a certain seiyu named Natsuki Hayane. Just, just a little bit. Played Kaneki and in Kosei. So if you ever notice that he's in any other show that Funimation has, I will gag cast him as Austin Tyndall. I will always gag cast him as Tyndall. Du His character is Tyndall. Duly noted for all of eternity. Um, that's actually in the gangsta episode why I, I cast him as little. Yeah, that's there. right. I remember that. But yeah, when but, but when you brought up but when you brought up Austin California, because Austin Tyndall is is Kaneki. Here's the thing though, in California there is only one person who has ever played any role that Natsuki Hayane has had. And can I say it, Lilac? May as well. You already gave us your other predictions. So. Who is the voice of Kosei Arima, Megan? It's Max Middleman. 
who is a really good actor, and I may or may not have casted him because of Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. Yeah, he's been in... Yeah. So... And I'm off my soap. Okay. All right. She's good. Back in your cage. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my cage. Okay. Okay. What so has Max been in? Max Middleman. He's, not, he's also not a household name. Yeah. Uh, again, these six these six voice actors: Max, uh, the three Ericas, uh, Kyle, <laughs> and Eric Scott Kramer. They're they're all fairly new. Um, in Max Middleman's case, he's had roles as Inaho, one of the leads from Eld Noah Zero. He's also in... Also played by Natsuki Haine. <laughs> yeah. He's also in Copelion. He is in Dorarara as Hirato Shi- Shijima. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Hikari from Alola in the Sea. Which is where... Also Natsuki Haine. Which, is, which um, Lola in the Sea and El Noazir is where I came up with my prediction for Max Middleman. Um, he's also in Magi. He's also in Iron-Blooded Orphans. He is King from Seven Deadly Sins. He is in the film Stand By Me, Doraemon. He is in Sword Art Online 2 as well. Um, and Megan, because you, ha- you wanted to bring up Fire Emblem. He's <laughs> also my husband, Leo! <laughs> and, and also my, 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 my carry in, in Birthrights, Caden, and he also plays Leo's rather effeminate son, Forrest. Um, like, if you, just after this, guys, Google Fire Emblem Fates Forest. Anyway. And be amazed. So. And become a fangirl like her. It's a good game. Fuck <laughs> I, I, video games, to me, are Minesweep and Solitaire. Thank you very much. Anyway. And American cartoons, to me, are, um, um, Frozen and, uh, and, uh, Madagascar. Yo, I will reach the stream right now, and I will make sure... Sh- Force on okay, some children. on you, you no good heretic. Okay, Anyways. children, do I have to put you in separate corners? Not until put Noah back in his suitcase. <laughs> just... Anyway, how do we feel about Max Middleman as Kosei? He's fucking perfect. I love Absolute. it. It's my favorite. Like bar none. My favorite. There there's one particular point where I finally convinced over into accepting that there could probably be no better actor for this part. Alright, there's a part where uh, Kosei is, as a kid, having his nervous breakdown at the piano because he can no longer hear the notes anymore, and there's a particular line he says where uh, he's getting a little high-pitched and he goes, I'm scared. I'm scared. I I can't quite reach that there. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. But it's just right on the line between a little silly but sincerely melodramatic that Max managed to pull that off there. So at that point there I said, I'm bought on this guy being able to play the role convincingly. Yeah. Here's another point that I kind of want to make, because I think he also voices the cat that um, Kosei sees. So, oh. he is Kosei's demon yes. cat. Let's be honest here, you're no Beethoven. More to the point, you're no Chopin. I know that. Really? Then tell me, who are you in there? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, it sounded familiar. He I was, can I picked it up. I picked it up just before we recorded this episode when I was watching a couple episodes. I'm like, that, that sounds like Max Middleman. And I was like, that's probably Max Middleman. And it would make sense. I was like, I mean, I can't confirm it. But logically, it makes sense, um, considering the black cat that Kosei sees. 
a lot of it, a lot of the cat that talks to him, that's in his own mind. So it kind of makes sense right. that he puts his voice to it. Um, but he, well, you, Lilac cats can't really talk in real life. You know that they right? also can't dance, but apparently it happened too. Um, <laughs> now that's an American cartoon. Aha! <laughs> and yet, for some reason, they all sound like Gene Kelly. <laughs> yes. Gene Kelly wasn't in that movie. He helped produce it. He helped choreograph it, but he had no voice in it. Anyway. Shut up. It was cl- anyway. Natalie Cole was in it. Anyways, the point is, Max Middleton, really, really difficult to pull off some of the really sad scenes without going into Melodramaticsville, mm. and he... And he's good at doing the comedic voice, too. It took him a little while. Like, the wild takes in those first couple episodes, I even wrote notes on this saying it's not crazy enough at that point there. It's a little too dry, but probably about by episode four, he has finally gotten to the point where he has accepted the parts where he needs to lose seriousness and go into cartoon mode. I think part of it for Max and Kosei, too, because you said it was kind of maybe a little bit stiff in the beginning... Mm-hmm. Was because of his growth as a character after he meets Cody. I think it kind of he kind of develops his performance as he develops Kosei throughout the series, and as he it is I, and as he's like his world developing a bit more. I mean, I think that makes sense. And then like going back to the cat, the cat is a completely different sounding Max Miniman compared to what we have for Kosei, and the fact that he pulled off it, these two different sides and made them distinct enough. Um, to make it different, but still giving us a sense that it is still Kosei and it's still this all this stuff in his mind. I think that was really good. Like, phenomenal, I would have to say. Yeah, Lucy mm-hmm. Lucy Christian, once, because um, she's voiced uh, same, she's uh, played multiple roles in the same shows before, once said in an interview that in order to pull off different voices for, you know, two characters who are in the same moment, you have to break up the speak patterns a little bit. And that's what Max did in that scene there, is it's not spoken, the cat's not speaking the same way that Kosei does. But yeah, you can tell that it is his inner mind speaking back to him. It's just a condescending voice. It's just distinct enough and different to separate Kosei's consciousness and his mind from Kosei himself, which is really phenomenal. And I think... Really, kind of what it comes down to is the fact that oh my god, Patrick Seitz is an awesome director, and the fact that he's able to pull this stuff yeah. out not just from Max, but from everyone else in the cast is just phenomenal. Um, I guess that would bring us to our final thoughts, um, uh, overall thoughts on the dub as as of right now for your line, April. How do we feel about the entire dub so far? It's amazing. It sucks. Oh god damn it. <laughs> it definitely I know no, it's good. <laughs> it's great. I was about to say it definitely it definitely I think that I think the Japanese director put it best. It definitely fits really well with what the original mm-hmm. intent of the show was doing. There's only one part of it that bugs me, and this is more about the whole show on the whole. The parts where the characters are playing in concerts and galas you have all the other characters monologuing over their performance, telling us what the music sounds like, as if we couldn't listen to it and figure out, oh, he's slamming his keys down, he must be upset, he's throwing a tantrum, I can hear the sunflowers playing. And that's a little bit easier to ignore, that monologuing in the Japanese, because we don't understand what they're saying. But in English, you do understand, so the music is less easy to listen to when you've got English voices talking over. I can't get a beat on this kid. 
At the top of the piece, he played like a robot, so sterile and precise. Then he thrashed around like a lost child, desperate for a familiar face. And now, he's something else entirely. Well, I think, well, the whole point of the monologues and all that stuff really is kind of like, to show, like, just to interpret, obviously, what, how the, how the musician feels I, and everything, just so the I audience know. knows. So that way, even if you don't know a damn thing about music, you can understand where they're coming from and what their intent was. And that, I understand that the mainstream is, isn't going to have the same problem, but for those of us who are musicians and do under, and can pick up those nuances just from right. the animation and the sound of the notes, that's a little distracting. Right. Which is why I'm glad they fixed it for the final episode, but you're going to have to watch that episode yourself to figure out why that last I'm one is so good. I'm going to cry so I'm, hard. We're, we're yeah. going to go through, like, five boxes of tissues, probably. I, we're going to have to break open that gift that Onaplex gave us. Say. The only good thing Onaplex <laughs> ever gave us. Oh my god, that's right. Ugh. Yeah. They gave you tissues at the year Lion April Lion panel. April premiere. And at one point, like, best, best the joke ever. Those tissues. <laughs> it was great. No, and then, like, I think it was Erica started crying. Harlecher started crying. So this guy just gets up and chucks his at her. <laughs> no, it was Carrie. I think but, it was Carrie. It was either Carrie, Carrie. or, was, or and Lindbeck. Like, and she's like, thank you! Lindbeck. Not, not Harlecher. Harlecher wasn't there. It was Lindbeck. 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 But anyway... Anyways. Based on seven episodes that I watched, I think the dub is phenomenal. Like, all around kudos and good job to both actors and staff uh, in terms of creating this. And uh, one of these days when I am not busy with a million other things, I need to sit down and marathon it. I need to try and get so I need to try and get Zenith to watch it. Cause we're gonna try. Cause we're Zenith gonna try really and start having. To, like, and then he had to leave. Yeah. Everyone will watch it. Yeah, because every... Zenith had to leave in the middle of a. Zenith had to leave in like right before the first episode started, and never have I seen a man, a grown man, that disappointed. Yeah. Cause <laughs> not as much as when my own father found out I was in anime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cause Zenith, Jared, or Amon, and I, we're gonna start having like, fun, like little anime parties at my apartment sometimes, every once in a while. We're actually going to be doing. I'll be there. We're going to be doing it. that this weekend. So I think one of the shows we're going to have to try and marathon is your line, April, because I know Zenith I'm really wanted to see it, but he wasn't able to, and he was so sad. So that's going to have to be I'm on our list of shows it. to watch. Lilac, I left a mark on that apartment, and that apartment left a mark on me. <laughs> God damn it! I need, I need to glue that cheap Walmart. <laughs> Table thing. I fell off her futon and into a table. And broke a Anime table Anime Boston leg. 2017, I'm gonna have to try to make it. Anime <laughs> Boston... You'll learn why anime is a mistake. Yes. <laughs> oh, I already knew it was a mistake. No, you'll learn why it's an even Just bigger like mistake. Just like American cartoons like the Madagascars and the Frozen. Oh, goddammit. Um... Goddammit. So... Anyway. Are you triggered, Noah? <laughs> I... I am going to make you watch some Star Tunes animation, and you are going to be a believer, damn and it. And on that note, do we think we're good to finish this episode? <laughs> I think we're good I before we Noah have and I start beating the shit okay, out of each other. Okay, so if you're interested in seeing the dub for your line, April, there are only two ways to do so as of right now. One, you can You can either sell your kidneys oh, or your first Stop born. it. One way is you can purchase the Blu-rays. There is no DVD version of the series. <laughs> you can buy the Blu-ray oh, copies of part one and part two 
for your line April from Aniplex and as well because they have it also available at, like right stuff and Amazon all stuff. Um, fair warning. Only though. ten more payments to go. Yeah, fair fair warning though. Sell that. You don't need that kidney. Yeah. It, it's pricey. It's, it's very, very very pricey because like, they had they Annie... had part one at Amazon Boston for hundred and thirty bucks. Hundred thirty, right? And again, this is for 11 episodes. Right. But at least with, um, I think also, though, with the, um, excuse me, when they were, when they were selling part one at Anime Boston, they also had, they also added a bonus of, um, an autograph signing with the voice actors as well as the Japanese guests that they had there. Um, so that kind of makes some sense, but still, it tends to be overpriced. The other way you can watch, um, the dub for your Lion April currently because I don't know how long it's going to be on there. Um, you can actually currently stream both the dub and the simulcast on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix account, um, actually the dub was released on Netflix like weeks before the um, yeah. actual physical release. Party. Um, yeah. So if you have a Netflix account, you can access your line April. Again, I don't know how long it's going to be on Netflix. Um, it could be taken down at any point in time, but I feel like at least it's going to be on there for a while, so you have time. Um, if you yeah. want to just see the show itself, uh, of course, again, Netflix, um, but it is also available on, let's see, Crunchyroll, I know. Um, is it on Daisuke? Who? I don't think no. so. Hulu does have Hulu it, though. Hulu does have it for um, people in the U.S., um, but you, if I, I, I'm of the opinion that this show is phenomenal. It's a really, really good show. And you should watch it anyway. Whether it's in the dub or in the Japanese. It's a phenomenal show. Yes. Feels Train has no breaks. Um, if you haven't seen the show <laughs> yet, you really need to. It's very, very... Uh, it can be so raw and powerful and emotional at times. It's really good. I love it. And remember, kids, if you want to buy that box set, you don't need that child. Yeah. You don't need that firstborn. Yeah. Or that yeah. kidney. Or uh, that liver. And, or that piano. Or, or that bank account. This, you could sell the piano. This is... This is Again, this is why we tend to say fuck you, Aniplex, because you kind of charge us a, a, a lot for these box sets that don't really do jack. <laughs> but... And thank you so much, Aniplex, for releasing a music-based show in glorious 2.0 level audio. Yeah, that's a thing that happened, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. The theater is now... But, um... <laughs> it, but if you wanted to, uh, you know, pay an arm and a leg and your firstborn for it, um, part one of the Blu-ray for um, your Lion April is currently out now. I believe part two will not be out until either later this month or in May. I believe it's I think in it's May. May. Um, but which is a shame because it doesn't come I out know, in April right? ever. That's what I was just saying. You may have a Lion April. I know, but honestly. <laughs> If you want to catch the dub and you happen to have Netflix, go watch it on Netflix. Or hell, I th go watch or it. hell, I think Netflix does do a 30-day free trial, if I remember right. Um, so you you don't need that day at work. Yeah. So you can just <laughs> you really so don't. you can do the 30-day free trial from Netflix, and you can just marathon it in a weekend. Um, I'm gonna take a wild guess though and assume that they will ask for your credit card information. So just like I normally say with the Funimation Elite subscription, if you do not want to be charged at the end of that free trial, cancel the subscription. Fair warning. Um, I. But we can't say that there's 9,000 hours over 10,000 things of anime on there because Netflix anime selection actually kind of sucks. 
Well, no, uh, it, it's it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, at least Seven Deadly Sins is there. Yeah. yeah, that's the only place you can really watch any Aniplex show, except for the Kill a Kill dub, because they still haven't put that on Netflix yet. Yeah. So yeah, if, honestly, if you want to take the trial and do, I would suggest doing your lie in April, uh, Little Witch Academia, and yes. uh, Seven Deadly Sins right. with it. And you can watch it down we... with a nice helping of Sword Art Online. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Get out. Go okay. home. Okay. You come into this. You come into my house on this, the day of my daughter's God wedding. God damn it! Not again. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid Zootopia reference. Seriously. No, go watch that, people. In fact, yeah, I go think... watch Zootopia. All right. It actually is really good. Uh, all you right. Wouldn't ice anybody at my wedding. All right. Daddy, Daddy has to. All right. It's time to end this episode. So, um, of course. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and tuning in and listening to us ramble about lots of emotions and things. Um, if you're interested in hearing or seeing anything else from us, uh, Noah, of course, uh, is also on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash journey traveler, correct? That's correct. YouTube.com slash journey traveler. And that, that's where you can find all of my productions as far as Western animation goes. If you need to know real Western animation, that is. We also have shows like Voice Actor Shoutout, where we talk about English voice actors in much more depth and all other assortments of Western cartoons because you know good heretics need to know about the non-Japanimation sometimes. Right, and you can also follow Noah on Twitter at NoahClue. Um, and you may also see him again uh, as a, as a, if there's another episode of Subtalk. I don't know. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> But no, it's probably not happening. I think you might see uh, Noah if a couple of us get to go to school in the spring with Funimation. Ooh. Mmm. Dot, dot, dot. Spoiler to be continued. Anyway. Um, as for Megan, of course, you can catch more things from Megan uh, with Anime America, youtube.com slash Anime America. Um, where... I believe it's Anime America podcast. Ah, Okay. I am wrong. Um, where she, you'll find some of her reviews, uh, top tens, and a variety of other things with over there. And you can also follow her on Twitter at QueenEra2. Uh, as for me, of course... you also get to see me writing this year, writing this month with uh, something oh, else. Oh, that's true. Um, Wait, writing or writing? Writing. Writing. Oh. writing. All right. um, because, I, had, I had a vision of you on Because Vespa, I'm sorry. I don't know if this will come out before or after the first post happens, but um, Megan is actually going to be a guest seasonal reviewer for Infinite Rainy Day, which is a blog I contribute to. Um, she's going to help us out for the spring season along with a few others, including Andrew or Classy Spartan. Um, as for me, uh, obviously you found this channel uh, of mine, of course, um, if you wanted to subscribe here for more episodes of Dub Talk and a variety of other things that I do, including reviews and top tens, vlogs, and God knows what else. Um... I asked, really? Because I haven't seen a new review in a while. We're, oh, shut I'm your working mouth. on it. Where, where's that top ten French characters countdown? I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I keep. Adulting is hard and it sucks. But um, it, it is. It really, it really is, is. Honestly. Um, but I also do have a blog, uh, lilacandreviews.blogspot.com. Again, like I mentioned, I am also a contributor for Infinite Rainy Day, so infiniterainyday.blogspot.com if you're interested in seeing stuff over there. I mostly do seasonal work um, over there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Review. Review being spelled R-U-V-U-E. Uh, and I think that is it. Uh, I believe the next episode that is going to be recorded after your lie in April uh, would be because 
in theory, this one's supposed to come up after Dimension W. Um, after your line, April, I know I'm recording an episode for Garo the Animation this weekend. Um, Lucky dog. Yes. And then I believe also next, I, we're also going to be working on recording an episode for Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun very soon. Yay! And the greatest dub of all time. <laughs> It was it was certified Quote Professor prof, Otaku. It was certified prof. prof. <laughs> <laughs> it's a masterwork. Um, and then I think I need to sit down. I need to sit down with Hardy and Steve's because uh, we've been wanting to do Rage of Bahamut. So I need to. We need to figure out when we're going to try and do that. But at least as of right now, the ones that are set in stone that are coming next are Garo and um, Nozaki Kun. So look forward to those. And then probably the spring broadcast steps will eventually be rolling in as well. Um, so. Which will not be nearly as insane. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Hardy learned his. To be honest, yeah. The other night when we were recording Dimension W. Um, guys, I think next time we learn never again. I think next time (laughs) can we not do all of the broadcast steps? I'm like, did you learn your lesson, Hardy? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was Hardy's suggestion. Good Hardy. Learn it the hard way. The hard way. Kim But um, just like Kosei. Anyway, and on that note. You're not going to bed until you play it And on... Put me back in my suitcase. (laughs) And on that note, it's time to end the ep. I'll put you back in your violin case. there you go. I'm too fat for one of those. You gotta put me in a cello case, damn it. Close enough. Or a bass. Alright. Or a tuba case. I've got a bass case Fuck you, Pony Canyon. Fuck you, Pony Canyon, for not dubbing (laughs) sound euphodium. You bastards. Taking away my good old Kyoto animation gay girls. Anyway. Uh... I think it's time to call it a night. So, say your goodbyes, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody! I'm not in Hawaii, but I still end all these off by saying aloha. And from all of us at Dub Talk to all of you out there, Otaku on, my friends. Holy shit, she did it this time! I did it last Yay! time! You didn't notice that during Dimension W? God damn it, Megan! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to see here, folks. You're all free yeah, to go. Go home. Time for bed. There was no episode involved in Bob <laughs> God <say>. damn it. <laughs>